Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Misadventures with the Narcissist podcast. I am so excited you're here, and I wanted to thank you for all of the messages, the voice messages, actually, that you have been leaving me. And there are definitely some that I want to address and I will address in future episodes. So please stay tuned for that. If you did leave a message, thank you. And if you do need me to get back in touch with you, just make sure to leave your contact information when you are leaving the message. So in today's episode, we are going to pick up where we left off from last week. And last week I talked about the initial stages of the of the discard and what what happened what the narcissist said and we were kind of leaving off at where i had lost a bunch of weight and the narcissist did not say anything about it so i am going to start today with what happened after i lost that weight and what he said and before we do that i wanted to read Another quote from Instagram, one of my favorite accounts about narcissistic abuse and how someone might feel afterwards. And this is from Understanding the Narc Instagram account. And it goes something like this. It goes, shame, a narcissist's weapon of choice. After the love bombing stage, narcissists move into the devalue stage. During the stage, the narcissist tries to devalue you and diminish your self-esteem where you were the best, most handsome, beautiful, intelligent, and overall best person they ever met. Suddenly, you are not good enough. They shame you and make you feel like there is something innately wrong with you. Some abandon or ghost you only to come back, charming you again like they did in the beginning. Others just continually make you feel like you are worse than yesterday's garbage. This kind of sudden switch where the person completely changes into someone you don't know and treats you with such little regard is extremely traumatizing and damaging to a person's well-being. So I am going to talk about that today. I'm sorry to start off this episode with such stark comments and content, I guess. But the reason I'm sharing that is because I know what it feels like. And sometimes you guys are feeling exactly the same. So I'm sharing these to let you know that you're not alone, to let you know that everything you're feeling is totally a symptom of being in an abusive relationship with a narcissist. And that's why I want to share this with you. So before we get into today's episode, I want to give a word from our sponsor. The Misadventures with a Narcissist podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. With Audible.com, using the link that I have below in the show notes, you get one month free, your first month of membership. You get it free so you can check out some of the books on narcissistic abuse that I highly, highly recommend you read if you want to become more familiar with what exactly is going on with the dynamics of this relationship. So the first book that I recommend you guys read about narcissistic abuse is called Should I Stay or Should I Go? Surviving a Relationship with a Narcissist. And it is by Dr. Ramani Durvasula. And she has an awesome YouTube channel that I also highly recommend, but you can listen to this book for free with your Audible free trial. Otherwise, the book is $21.99, I believe, to buy. My other favorite book is called Dodging Energy Vampires by Dr. Christian Northrop, and this is actually one of the books that really helped me understand 
what was going on in terms of the dynamics of narcissistic relationships. So you can get both of these books for free with your free 30-day trial from audible.com. And you can cancel anytime within the first 30 days. And these books are still yours to listen to. So make sure to use the link in the description or in the show notes below to get your free 30-day trial membership to audible.com. Now back to the show. Okay, so let's get on with today's episode. So last week I left off where I had lost a bunch of weight. I was at my lowest weight ever. And the narcissist who insisted that he was not attracted to me because I was overweight said really nothing about my weight loss. And one thing I did notice about my weight loss is that now that I had lost a bunch of weight um, and I did have three children and gave birth through three children, I had a bit of loose skin around my abdomen area, which is pretty normal if you are giving birth to three children and have been pregnant kind of back to back three times in a row. So for me, this was something that I was expecting, something that, of course, you hope that your body will bounce back exactly the same, but obviously it doesn't always do that. And my body was one that did not bounce back in terms of getting rid of all of the extra skin, but I was totally fine with it. I just thought, you know, this is kind of my scar from having gone through three pregnancies and now having three children. And it was not really something that bothered me. But I started noticing that when I lost this weight, my ex-husband would kind of look at me in a weird way. And he never really said anything about the extra skin on my stomach. And it wasn't even a lot. It was just, I mean, um, I guess I don't really have anything else to compare it to, but it was definitely noticeable. It wasn't something that was bothering me, but I could tell that he was just disapproving of it. I guess that would be the right word to use. And I just remember anytime we would be I guess, having sex or when he can see my stomach, he kind of would glance over and I couldn't just tell that he was like, oh, that just doesn't look the same as it did before and it's not as attractive. Now, he, again, as I said, he never really said anything about it, but I remember one day kind of as a, I guess, as a test or <laughs> um, I'm not sure what I was trying to do, but I kind of went to him and was like, oh, look at this extra skin. Now that I've lost all the weight, look at this extra skin that I have. It's, um, I'm not sure how to feel about it. And it was like, yeah, it's extra skin, but you know, don't worry about it. I still love you the same way that, the same way that I've loved you before that hasn't changed. Um, and at least your boobs are still really nice. So I just remember thinking, oh, okay, thank, thank you, I guess. Like this is, maybe a compliment. But again, I was just confused. And I was just thought, is this a compliment? Is Because he did say he loved me the same. But I didn't notice all those weird glances that he would give. And then he said, well, at least your boobs are still nice. So I just remember thinking, well, that was kind of not what I was looking for. That that answer kind of left me confused. And then I thought, well, whatever. I'm just not going to really pay any attention to that. And I'm just like, I feel okay with it. I'm okay with it. And we'll just move on. He said he doesn't, nothing's changed about how he feels about me. So that was that. And then I noticed again that we kind of stopped having sex. 
And as you can tell, this is another theme that's running throughout our marriage. And again, I remember just feeling confused and going to bed every night and feeling like, uh, am I unattractive? Did I do something wrong? Why doesn't he want to have sex with me? Again, just the kind of the things that go through your head when you're, or when you feel like you or your partner doesn't want you or is not interested or attracted in you. And I just remember feeling again, really like, well, he said we weren't having sex before because I was overweight and he was not attractive to attracted to me. So now I've lost all the weight and more. And now we're not, we're still not having sex. And it must be because I have all this extra skin. Now in my mind, I was of course, blaming everything on me and thinking like, there must be something wrong with me because we were having sex before and we're not having sex now. And he keeps saying that he still, you know, he still wants to be married and he's still attracted to me and all of that. So again, it was just so confusing. Like, how do you not? Anyway, anyway. And then one day we decided to plan a vacation with our family. We hadn't really been on a vacation since we moved and we were going to go on a weekend vacation. We were going to drive, take our three kids and go on a vacation. And we were packing our bags the night before the vacation. And the reason I'm sharing that is because one thing that I noticed, and maybe you guys have noticed this in your relationship with the narcissist too, is that they love to ruin special occasions and they tend to bring out or to tell you the worst news right before a special occasion. And I remember for us, taking this vacation was the first time we had taken a vacation in a long time. And I considered it a special occasion. And as we were packing our bags the night before, so we can leave early in the morning, he kind of was like folding socks or something or t-shirts. And he turns to me and goes, you know, I have something that I want to share with you. And I, I want to tell you this because I can't keep it inside any longer. And I was like, oh, of course, sure. What is it? And then he said, I've been having this really strange feelings where I just want to like have sex with everybody that I see, with every woman that I see. And all I think about is sex and I just can't stop thinking about it. And I don't know why I'm feeling this way. It feels really weird to even admit it to you. But like, honestly, all I want to do is just have sex with every woman that I see. And I'm sitting there kind of my jaw dropped and I felt two things. I felt, wow, thank you for telling me this and for being open because I appreciate your honesty. And second, I felt like, well, this is interesting because we haven't really had sex in a while. And you're saying that your sex drive is off, you know, off the charts and you want to have sex with every woman that we, that you see. So why don't we just have more sex? Like if you're, wanting more sex. Why don't we have more sex? Because I want more sex too. And those are the two things that I felt. And then of course I started to panic and I was like, oh my God, like, have I been just blind to this the whole time? And he said he would never cheat on me. So I'm grateful for that. But if he's thinking about having sex with women all the time, what does that mean about you? So I remember asking him, I was like, so what, like what happens when you feel that way and you can't have sex with, you know, cause he kept saying, but I, he's like, I wanted to have sex with everybody, but I would never, I would never because I'm married to you. And 
again, the, the his choice of words were not exactly the most comforting, but I remember just asking him, so what do you do when you feel that way? And he's like, well, I just come home and have sex with you. And I was like, but we haven't had sex in a while. <laughs> so I'm really confused. He's like, well, don't worry about it. Like I, you know, I'm never going to cheat on you. I'm never going to leave you. It's all good. I'll figure it out. It's not a big deal. <sighs> so then, of course, it was a big deal to me and I just could not stop thinking about it. We, I kind of just got really quiet and I was like, okay, I don't really know what to do with this information, but now I'm kind of hypervigilant and thinking about all of the women that he wants to have sex with. And I just became really uncomfortable, like going out in public with him and being around other women. And I just kept thinking like, does he want to have sex with our, you know, lady who drops off our mail? Does he want to have sex with the women at Whole Foods who is buying stuff ahead of us in line? Does he have, a, does he want to have sex with his coworkers? Does he, you know, does he want to have sex with all his friends? Like, what is this? Like, this is just really weird. So it just really left me feeling really confused once again, and really hurt and really, um, just mad, I think, and angry. So we had our vacation, but of course, there was no way I could enjoy the vacation because we went to the hot springs. And of course, at the hot springs, everybody's wearing a bathing suit. So all I thought about the whole time, the whole weekend we were on vacation was he wants to have sex with this woman and that woman and that one and that one. And it's like, I just could not get it off my mind. And I just remember feeling just again, really alone and really betrayed and thinking, is a husband supposed to tell that to his wife? But I appreciate that he's honest, but maybe too honest. Maybe like this is something that he can work with or work through in therapy. And why do I need to know this? And then I remember like after our vacation, which totally sucked, like we barely talked. There was no, I don't know. I was just so confused and hurt and on like hyper vigilant and alert and just feeling like this is not even about me this is i don't know it was just so many emotions and that statement that he said to me was literally when our relationship changed and i just remember feeling like well i can't keep him from wanting to like from having sex with other women like that's not what you know, that's not, my mission is not to do that, but he must be really like a tortured person <laughs> inside his soul. If he's thinking like that, um, our marriage is keeping him from having sex with other women. And this is literally how he viewed it from that moment on. I was the person that got in the way of him having sex with other women and exploring his manly needs. So we talked about it a bit more, or maybe a lot more after that. And I remember the following weeks, again, I was still so confused. And I just remember thinking, well, you know, like, uh, do you, oh, and one of the things he said, let me back up for a second. He said, every man feels this way. He's like, go ask every man that you know, if he feels this way, and he will tell you yes. And if he tells you no, then he's lying. 
So I remember thinking, well, I know men have definitely sometimes more of a sex drive and they want to have sex more often. But for us in our relationship, that was never a problem because I always felt like my sex drive and his sex drive was, were pretty much um, equal. You know, like we, it was never a time where he wanted to have sex and I would say no, like pretty much our sex drive was pretty equal. So I just remember feeling really confused. And I, again, I remember feeling like, well, I want to have sex right now when we're not having sex. But here you are saying that all you do is want to have sex. So again, it just made me feel like really confused, really hurt, just really, I don't know. I like it totally changed our relationship. And of course, I went around and asked all of my male, well, not all of them, but I asked a bunch of male friends. I was like, Hey, do you feel this way? You know, my husband said this, is this how you feel too? And most of the responses were, well, you know, I, I do want to have sex a lot more maybe than my wife does or than my girlfriend does, but I don't walk around wanting to like have sex <laughs> with every single person that I see. And sex isn't always on my mind. Like I think about other stuff too. And yes, that's something that I think about a lot, but it's not this constant need that I need to fulfill. So I remember going back to my ex-husband and saying, well, I talked to a bunch of my male friends and this is what they said. And it doesn't really line up with what you said. And he's like, well, they're all lying to you. They're all lying and they just want to cover their ass. So they're lying and they're not telling the truth. So I wouldn't trust them if I were you. So again, this is totally a narcissist tactic where they make you kind of question everything. They make you question your reality, your friends, what your friends say. And it was like everything that I would bring up, he would say, it's not true or that's a lie. And the other thing that he kept on saying throughout our relationship was, you know, men and women can be friends. I don't believe men and women can be friends because men always want to have sex with their women friends. And this was another thing that I think I'm going to talk about in another episode because most of his friends were female and that every single job that he had or workplace or anywhere he went, he would only make friends with women. So I always had in the back of my mind, you know, he told me that men and women can't be friends and all men want is to have sex with their women friends. And here he is having all of these lady friends but then he's telling me that he's not interested in them that way. But then he's saying that that's all guys want. So it was just this super confusing time of me feeling like I don't know what to believe anymore. Like this is just so confusing. Which one is it? Do you want to have sex with all your female friends or do you not? And then he'll be like, well, I do, but I'm never leaving you. And again, it's like, okay, well, that's not really comforting. That's not something that you should tell your wife, you know, that's just not something that you say. And even if you feel it, maybe you can say it in a more kind way. I don't know. But I literally just like, I was heartbroken. Again, I felt like maybe if I was more attractive, maybe if I didn't have this loose skin, maybe if I did this, maybe, 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 then maybe he would like me. Now, come to find out that this is totally a 
tactic than narcissistic use where they try to break you down until you have like zero self-esteem, until you feel like you are worthless and until you feel like you are not desired or wanted. And this was totally part of his plan because guys, by the end of our marriage, I was so broken (laughs) mentally and emotionally and spiritually and physically even. And I literally had zero self-esteem and I'm going to do another episode about me before and me after the relationship. And honestly, I am not really ready, but I, I want so badly to share a picture of you guys of what I look like before and what I look like after, because the abuse totally took its toll on every single part of my body. So of course, the more he would say those things, the more my self-esteem would go down and the more I was affected. So when your husband is telling you, you know, yeah, I want to sleep with everybody, but don't worry, I'm going to stay with you. It's just like, that's not, of course you want him to say that he's going to stay with you, but not under those circumstances. And again, I just felt like I was trapping him and not letting him be free and not letting him explore these urges that he apparently had. So that is what he said. Now we never really recovered from that episode. It really lingered throughout our entire marriage. And I think it is part of what contributed to our breakup and divorce. And he has since apologized kind of, um, although narcissists don't really mean their apology, but he was like, you know, I was really depressed and I'm sorry that I said those things about your weight and about sleeping with other women. And it was not you, it was me. And I should have been more, I guess, more tactful in the way I spoke to you. So I'm sorry. But of course, this was years later after the damage has been done. And now that I've realized who I'm dealing with and the fact that he's a narcissist, I really don't believe anything that he says. So, and I don't believe his apologies. And I'm going to do another episode about how the narcissist apologized and what the apologies really mean. But it was just totally confusing and Again, I went into fight or flight mode from that moment on. And he works with a lot of women. You know, he was in theater. Most theater is women. And there was, as I said in previous episodes, there was always a woman who was either in his show or working with him or whatever who was around him that would always disrupt our lives. And he was, I think he did all of those things on purpose. And I cannot wait to share with you that episode um, and uh, just share all of that. And the thing that I want to talk about next week is, okay, (laughs) Um, so after feeling like unattractive, not desired, feeling really confused, I thought, well, maybe if I got rid of all this loose skin on my stomach, that's kind of the last thing that I need to do in order to kind of look like I did before I had kids. So I asked him if, or not, I didn't ask him, but I just kind of brought up to him and I said, you know, this, this loose skin is kind of bothering me and I want to, I'm thinking of getting a tummy tuck so I can get the skin removed. And immediately he was like, I think that's a great idea. Go for it. And again, (laughs) 
<laughs> not what you want your husband to tell you, right? Of course you want him to be like, oh honey, no, you look lovely just the way you are. And I love every scar on you and don't worry about it. And like, if you're worried about me, then don't worry about it. If you want to do it for yourself, then that's one thing, but I'm totally cool with what you look like. And like, honestly, don't worry about it. But instead he was like, I think that's a great idea. And I would totally support you in that. So again, he's being totally supportive, <laughs> but that's not really what I wanted him to be supportive of. So it was just this really weird thing of like, oh, he really does think there's an issue with this because if he didn't, then he wouldn't tell me and encourage me to get it. And again, like my, of course it was my decision. It was my idea. But when I saw how enthusiastic he was about me getting a tummy tuck, I kind of was like, well, maybe this is what's going to help our relationship. Maybe this is what's going to maybe not want him to have sex with everybody that he sees. And of course, looking back at this, I, I just cringe at the thoughts that were in my head and the fact that I even thought about this and did this. And I want to take the next episode and talk about my tummy tuck and the experience and all of that and share with you guys what happened and how it came about and my recovery and how it was honestly like the biggest regret of my life was getting that tummy tuck. And I want to get into that in the next episode. Now I am not saying if you want a tummy tuck or if you have one that you may feel the same way about it as I do. But for me, it was honestly the biggest regret. And I can say that clearly of my entire life. And I will share with you why. And yeah, it's just the last, I want to say the last five years of our marriage were full of, of this, full of just confusion and not feeling attractive or desired. And I was always someone who had pretty good self-esteem. Like I always thought of myself as someone who was attractive and smart and uh, intelligent and funny and just I don't know. Like I never really thought badly about myself. I was always fine with my weight and my appearance and all of that. And the more I was with him, especially after I had my kids, and I totally know that someone's body changes after they have kids most of the time. So I am not in denial about that at all. I know it changes, but <laughs> it is not about that. Like my self-esteem and my confidence and everything just plummeted. And I spent so much time and I still am spending so much time trying to find myself again and appreciate myself and love myself because I totally abandoned myself. Like with every statement that he would make about my appearance, I would believe him. And I think in addition to my tummy tuck and having that as a regret, my second biggest regret, honestly, is believing what he said and believing both the good things and the bad things that he said. So anytime he would say something good, I totally believed him. Anytime he would say something bad or negative about me, I totally believed him too. And I let him shape who I became and who I was. And 
the woman that was in front of him and I totally abandoned myself. And that is the work that I am doing now, the work that I am spending so much time on. I think part of sharing this on the podcast is because this is part of the my healing process and my healing journey. And hopefully it'll help you guys along as well. But I'm sorry, I'm just getting so emotional now, but it is like my tummy tuck and believing what he said were the two biggest regrets of my life. So I'm going to end this episode here. I always want to keep my episode short and under 30 minutes. So we are approaching that. So I think this would be the perfect time to stop. I am going to come back to this and what he said about him wanting to sleep with every woman that he sees. This will come back through uh, throughout other episodes as well. But I wanted to share that. So I am going to sign off for now and thank you guys for listening and subscribing and leaving me comments and for your support. I am feeling all the love from you guys and the support. So I am so appreciative, appreciative and thank you for coming on this journey with me. And I am honestly sorry that you have to go through this journey as well, but I can promise you or at least I know from my own experience that it will make you like, it will transform you when you are on the other side. So I hope that you subscribe to and come back to the next episode. Well, I will share where I will share with you my experience with my tummy tuck and everything that happened. So thank you guys for being here and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you.